Should the Tennessee Titans trade for Lamar Jackson? I'm going to talk about that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's show, I am answering your questions in a mailbag Friday. First, should the Titans trade for Lamar Jackson? I'll give you my answer also. Is this Derrick Henry's last season with the Tennessee Titans? And if Ryan Tannehill is let go by the Titans and they don't go outside the organization for a new quarterback, should it be Malik Willis? or Josh Dobbs as the starter in 2023? I'm going to answer all that and more before we get into it. do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Also, thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all platforms, all year long, and always for free. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast, and if you're watching right now, throw a thumbs up on the video. I don't ask for any money for the show. All I ask for in the return is the press of a button. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, nearly 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic, a certified film junkie, and a staff writer for the All Titans website over at Sports Illustrated. But with that being said, we got to get into your guys' questions on this Friday mailbag. And I can already tell the YouTube people, it's Thursday. It's I know. Be happy that you get the content early, okay? But with that being said, the first question that I got was from Adventure Warriors. And he says, lots of rumors on Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson being traded. Would it be wise to invest in a young QB like them? Well, Let me just say, Lamar Jackson, a former MVP and one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, is a totally different story than Justin Fields. I'll say on Lamar Jackson right away, if the Titans have the opportunity to trade for Lamar Jackson, you do it. I explained on yesterday's show, the Titans could have nearly $100 million in cap space next year. So if you give Lamar Jackson a big contract, it's not insurmountable. It's not going to be so punitive that the Titans can't build a team around him. If the Titans have the opportunity to go, you draft quarterbacks early in the draft in hopes that they turn into a guy like Lamar Jackson. I'm not even a huge Lamar Jackson stand or anything. I'm not even a big Lamar Jackson supporter in any way. I feel I've been more of a Lamar Jackson detractor than anything, but we got to have an honest conversation at the Titans can trade for Lamar Jackson and get off of Ryan Tannehill and make that kind of upgrade, you absolutely have to do that. Now, I'm going to keep it consistent with you guys. When you're talking about trading for Justin Fields, Jordan Love, Trey Lance, guys like that, I'm going to pass because you have quarterbacks who are not proven yet. Fields has proven more than the other two guys. 
but they're not proven yet enough for me to feel comfortable giving up a lot of draft capital to get them. While at the same time, you don't get the full four to five years of rookie quarterback contract that you would get if you traded those picks to go up in the draft. So while I would not be willing to trade draft capital for Fields, Lance, or Love, I would be willing to do that for Stroud or Young because you get a full rookie contract to take advantage of, guys. I've said it all along. I see some of you guys repeating it in the comments now. The biggest cheat code in the NFL, period, is a good quarterback on a rookie-scale contract. That is the best thing that you could possibly have in the NFL. Look at some of the, the teams recently. Josh Allen with the Bills on his rookie deal. Patrick Mahomes won his first Super Bowl on his rookie deal. Jalen Hurts with the Eagles right now. Having a good quarterback on a rookie contract is a cheat code. So I would much rather get a full four years of that by trading up in the draft and picking a rookie than trading for a guy who's been in the NFL for a few years and not really proven that he was worth the pick as high as he went, like a Fields, a Love, or a Lance. So I've said that the entire offseason, and I'm going to continue to say that if you guys ask me. Good question there by Adventure Warrior to kick us off. The next question that we have here comes from Titans Jake. And Titans Jake says this, in your opinion, will we have any indication where the team is going with regards to Tannehill's trade before the draft, or will it be a draft night deal? In my opinion, Ryan Tannehill, if he is traded, will be traded by the end of the draft. Because one of two things is going to happen. Either a team that wants a veteran quarterback is going to miss out on them, in the free agency market or in the early trade market, think about like Jimmy G, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be a team that gets left out and they're going to be like, okay, we're going to pivot and we're going to go get Tannehill for cheaper than those guys. Or there's going to be a team that expected to get a quarterback in the draft that didn't. So if that happens, then they're going to pivot and take a chance on Ryan Tannehill. So to me, Ryan Tannehill, if he is traded, will be traded by the end of the draft, for sure. It, it won't be longer than that, in my opinion. But those are two great questions to kick us off. we got a lot more to talk about. Is this Derrick Henry's last season in Tennessee? I'm going to give you guys my answer there. Also, if Ryan Tannehill is traded and the Titans don't follow it up with a big move, who should start next year? Malik Willis? or Josh Dobbs? I'm going to continue answering your guys' questions on a mailbag edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. They are the number one sports book of the NFL and the number one sports book of the NBA. The NBA is at the All-Star break now, and as you guys probably know, the best part of the NBA season comes after the All-Star break. Right now, new customers at FanDuel can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back even if your first bet doesn't win. All you got to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, use the code LOCKEDON, or go to FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON for your chance to get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets, even if you don't win, guys. 
I like betting on NBA games even more than I like NFL games. Putting a single-game parlay together in an NBA game, LeBron over 25 points, Anthony Davis over 20 points, Damian Lillard over 25 points, D'Angelo Russell, three three-pointers hit, uh, Yusuf Nurkic uh, getting 12 rebounds, all of that stuff. Anthony Simons, shout out to Anthony Simons' ankle. Hope he feels better. But Anthony Simons getting uh, three-plus three assists. Putting all that stuff together and betting like $10, $25 with a chance to win $1,000, $5,000. I mean, it's be it's better than a scratch-off lotto ticket. In my opinion, it's a lot more fun to watch the NBA games and try to get a chance. If you don't want to do the single-game parlays, that's fine. They got money line. They got point spreads. They got point scores, three-pointers drained individually. I mean, anything you want to do, you can do it on FanDuel. So once again, don't miss your chance to get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Titans fans, we're going to continue answering your questions on a mailbag edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We just talked about a potential trade for Lamar Jackson, maybe a Justin Fields, what a Tannehill trade timeline would be. We're going to continue talking about Derrick Henry's future with the Tennessee Titans. Is this his last year in Tennessee? Going to talk about that. Also, who should start next year at quarterback if Tannehill is traded and the Titans don't make another move? Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs. I'm going to give you guys my take on that. But moving forward, we got a question here from Martin Kearns. And Martin says, should next year be the Kings last year in Nashville? Derrick Henry, of course, would be sad, but would be beneficial to the franchise to trade and pick up some assets. Would love to see him get a ring. And that ain't happening in Tennessee in the next four years unless we hit every draft pick and coaching higher. And I also want to follow that up with a question from Rob Jackson, who says, would you try and trade Derrick Henry? I'm thinking trading him and Tannehill could help retool the team. Well, I know a lot of you guys are not going to agree with this, and that's fine. But uh, this is the reality. Derrick Henry ain't getting you much on the trade market. Soak that in, guys. Derrick Henry is not going to get you much on the trade market. He's an older running back with a $16 million cap hit this year. Derrick Henry is not bringing you much in a trade. You're talking about maybe a, a late fourth rounder, maybe a fifth round pick, if that, if that. Look at what, I just put out an article earlier this week about a Super Bowl trend. Every single Super Bowl winner for the last 14 years, their leading rusher in the Super Bowl made less than like $3 million. Guys, you don't pay running backs big money in today's NFL. You don't do it. So a team isn't going to give up draft capital and pay a big price for Derrick Henry. That's just not going to happen. So to me, when I got asked this question earlier in the offseason, my answer is the same. If you're only going to get a, a day three draft pick for Derrick Henry, just keep him. Just keep him. And is this his last year? It could be. It very well could be. Derrick Henry next year is only going to hit the Titans for about $2 million. 
uh, and that is due to uh, a void year in his contract that John Robinson executed before the beginning of last season. Um, to me, rather than letting Derrick Henry go, which he may want to go and try to get another big money deal, but rather than letting Derrick Henry just go, I would rather try to bring him back on a mid-range deal. You know, six, seven, eight million dollars somewhere in there. Because I think if you, I've had this theory for a long time, but if you have a pretty good to great offensive line, Derrick Henry's the best running back in the NFL by far. If you give Derrick Henry a, a sliver of room to get to the second level, he is the best running back in the NFL. But if you have an average or less than average offensive line, I think a guy like Nick Chubb is a better running back because he can do more with a lesser offensive line. I know a lot of you guys are going to disagree with that, and that is perfectly fine with me. But to me, this may be Derrick Henry's last year in Nashville. I hope that it isn't. I hope they can bring him back on a more economical deal going forward. But as for trading Derrick Henry, I know a lot of you guys don't agree to this, but you're not getting much more than maybe a day three pick for Derrick Henry. And I think Derrick Henry has more value to the Titans this year than a day three pick would. So I'm keeping Derrick Henry, in my opinion, and not trading him. But those are good questions. Those are great questions to ask, and I appreciate it. The next question comes from Johnny the Russ. Johnny says, there's been a lot of talk and chatter regarding Tennessee's offensive needs. But on the defensive side, what immediate needs stick out to you, and how would you fill those holes? The team could use a solid veteran at cornerback alongside the young talent, plus retaining David Long is key. If the Titans don't bring back David Long, then off-ball linebacker is immediately a glaring, screaming need for the Tennessee Titans that I think they would have to address in the second or third round of the draft. I mean, they would have no choice. But I think the Titans find a way to bring David Long back. And if that's the case, and let's operate from that perspective, then I think the number one need for the Titans is edge rusher. By far, far and away, more than corner, more than interior D-line, more than safety, anything else. I think edge rusher may be as big of a need as interior offensive line at that point for the Titans. Look, guys, Harold Landry's going to be back, and that's good. Rashad Weaver had some good moments, but he was un incredibly undisciplined in his rush. A lot of the times when you see a quarterback fleeing out of the pocket and making plays on the Titans, it was because of Weaver and Bud Dupree being undisciplined and getting far, too far up the field. Weaver had some moments in run defense, but I don't think he's a guy who's going to set the edge consistently. I think Weaver could do a good job in a rotation next year, and he'll probably be the starter opposite of Harold Landry next year. But I think it would be wise for the Titans to address edge in the, the day two range in the draft. This is a pretty good edge rusher class in the draft this year. There are going to be some good options on day two and early on day three at edge rusher. I think the Titans would be wise to add somebody there in that range and make sure that they have a rotation of Harold Landry, Rashad Weaver, and then a rookie. Like a guy like Will McDonald, I talked about him on Twitter earlier this week. I think he would be a great fit for the Titans. So edge rusher to me, more far more than cornerback. The Titan, I like the Titans cornerback group, to be honest with you. Yeah, they could add some depth there. Maybe a vet, a cheap veteran to just have an older guy in the mix, but I don't see that as, as big of a need as Ed Rusher is, I guess, to say the least. Uh, moving forward, Nathan Jones has a good question about late-round quarterbacks. 
Nathan says this. Let's say the Titans don't trade up to draft a quarterback, but also get rid of Ryan Tannehill. Who is your ideal quarterback for the Titans to draft later in the draft? This scenario is a realistic draft process. Maybe, I hope not, but uh, Nathan says, personally, I love Jake Hayner in the fifth or sixth round if he makes it. Hayner was by far the best quarterback at the Senior Bowl. I think Hayner's going to get taken on day two. He's not going to make it to the fifth or sixth round. But for me, my ideal quarterback for the Titans to draft, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I get so annoyed when I see you guys pining for this player. But if the Titans had to take a mid-round quarterback, give me Hendon Hooker. Hooker is an older prospect at 25, which means he's more pro-ready. And if he were to get healthy, I think that Hooker would be the best of the bunch out of the mid-round quarterbacks. But again, I'm going to consistently say this. I don't want the Titans to take any more mid-round quarterbacks. If you look at the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, I believe only like seven or eight of them are mid-rounders. The best quarterbacks in the NFL typically come from the first round. And even a guy like Jalen Hurts was an early second-round pick, super early second-round pick. And he was a first-round talent who just fell. Same like Lamar Jackson got taken with the last pick in the first round. So you could point to guys like that and say, oh, take your quarterbacks later. But if Tom Brady's gone now. You got like Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, who was good for six games. We need to calm down on Brock Purdy being, you know, incredible. There just aren't a lot of late to mid-round quarterbacks who make it in the NFL. Most of the good quarterbacks in the NFL are taken early in the first round, or at minimum, very early in the second round. So, to me, if you're going to take a run on a quarterback, take them early. Don't take them in the mid to late rounds. I feel like you're just throwing a pick away at that point. But good question, nonetheless. But if I had to, my ideal quarterback in the mid rounds would be Hendon Hooker for the Titans. Um, Slappy. My guy Slappy has been, been on the ride for a long time. Shout out to you. He says, Would you rather the Titans move up in this draft and take a quarterback or make that move next year for Caleb Williams? Caleb seems like a can't-miss prospect. All right, guys. So, obviously, I've said for quite some time now, I'd love to see the Titans tank this year with Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs and then find a way to get Drake May or Caleb Williams. Yeah, I'd love to see that. But Mike Vrabel is not going to tank. And Rand Carthon was hired to get this team back to winning, not to tank. They're not going to tank. So anybody that comments to me, oh, the Titans should do this. What we want them to do and what is going to happen are two totally different things. They're not going to tank, guys. Mike Rabel is not here to tank a season with Dobbs or Willis or a rookie or any of that. So with that in mind, I I would rather trade up for Caleb Williams next year. If you just gave me, hey, trade up this year or trade up next year, and it's the same price and it's all the same and we're in a vacuum, then yeah, I'd rather trade up for Caleb Williams because I like Caleb Williams better than any prospect. But, but, I think the Titans are better this year. Some of you guys don't, and that's fine. But I think the Titans are better this year than they were last year, and I think they're going to be even further away from the first overall pick which means it would be even more expensive for them to trade up to number one. And if Caleb Williams is as good as a lot of us think he is, nobody's trading out of the number one pick. They're going to take him. They're going to take him. So 
To me, in a vacuum, yeah, I'd rather trade up next year and get Caleb Williams. But in a realistic world that the Titans live in, trading up this year from pick 11 makes a lot more sense than than trying to trade up from what I think will be a further draft pick back next year. We're going to answer more of your guys' questions. If the Titans do move away from Ryan Tannehill and don't follow that up with a big move for a quarterback, should it be Willis? Or should it be Dobbs? I'm going to dive into that in just a moment. Before I do, want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. Guys, this is an absolutely fantastic game on your phone. Football season's gone. Stay immersed in the football world with the Ultimate Pro Football GM app. You can manage your franchise from top to bottom, guys. You can fire and hire coaches and coordinators, trade players, sign free agents, cut players, do the NFL draft, go through the ups and downs of the regular season and the playoffs and try to make your franchise the best franchise in the league. And my favorite thing about the Ultimate Pro Football GM app is you can actually create a league and play with all of your friends and see who can create the best team. It's the perfect way to pass time until next football season. Right now, Locked on Titans listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you use the promo code locked on inside the game store in the Ultimate Pro Football GM app. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just go to ultimate-gm.com or just look it up in your app store. That's the easiest way to do it. But ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this mailbag edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We've had some great questions so far. Talked about the Titans trading for Lamar Jackson. Talked about how long Derrick Henry will stay in Nashville. Now we're going to talk about who the Titans should start, Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs. If they move away from Tannehill and don't replace him with any move, uh, I'm going to give you my take on uh, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. going to talk about a reunion with Corey Davis and some other stuff as well. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all platforms all year long and always for free. Make sure you get subscribed and stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast. Here in just a a couple of weeks, we're going to dive into the free agency preview. We got 180 draft prospects that I go over every single year. My draft breakdowns after the picks are made are some of the best content that I put out all year. And of course, when training camp gets here, I'm going to get you ready to go and have training camp recaps every single day. And that's not even counting the regular season. So make sure that you stay locked on to the Locked On Titans podcast. But next question here comes from Kevin Olmschneider. And I hope I said that right, Kevin. Kevin Olmschneider. Detroit has two picks in the first and two in the second. If they fell in love with a player still available at 11 and offered 18 and 55 for our first, is that a trade you would make? If it's me, I would jump on it, take two offensive linemen and a wide receiver with 18, 41, 55. Okay, Kevin, I got to tell you, if they offer 18 and 55 for 11, I'd probably have to do that. 
I, I would probably have to do that. I, I'd probably have to say yes. Now, I have said, and I agree with this take still, came from Todd McShay. There are only about 14 or 15 first-round prospects in this draft. Just because there are 31 first-round picks doesn't mean that there are 31 first-round talents. Okay, that's not how it works. So I am very leery of trading down, but what I'm worried about is trading down into the 20s, trading down out of the first round entirely, going from 11 to 18. I think I could stomach that to pick up the 55th pick and have two second rounders. I I think I could live with that. So yeah, if it's 18 and 55 for 11, I I would go ahead and do that, Kevin. I would. So uh, moving forward here, Dale Big Sam, my guy. Uh, he says it sounds like Corey Davis could be a cap casualty for the Jets. If he is, do you think he would be a good fit back in Tennessee? Look, guys, in a vacuum, yes, he would be a good fit back in Tennessee. But here's the reality: Corey Davis can't stay healthy. Okay, and that's why he's a cap casualty with the Jets. Last year for the Jets. He played 13 games. The year before that, he played nine games with the Jets. The guy just doesn't play enough for me to be comfortable giving him money and having a reunion. So yes, it would feel good. It would be a feel-good situation. Yes, if Corey Davis could stay healthy for an entire season, it would be a good option, but he just can't. So I'm not taking a risk and paying Corey Davis uh, any kind of money Uh, when he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last few years, and you know that he's going to get a decent little payday. Um, Drake Cox says, what's your opinion on drafting Richardson or Levis if they fall to 11? Um, Oh, man. Will Levis reminds me of Carson Wentz, and Anthony Richardson reminds me of a more talented six-foot-four Malik Willis. And... I guess I would understand if the team did it. But I think they only do that. I would only be okay with that if they traded Tannehill. And if they traded Tannehill, they'd need that first-round quarterback to play right away. So I think I'd probably have to say Will Levis in that scenario because I think he's closer to actually playing than Anthony Richardson is. Um, And if the Titans keep Tannehill, I don't want to use the 11th pick on a quarterback who has to sit for another year like they just did with Malik. So that's how I would feel. But uh, speaking of that, Drake Cox also said, if you had to pick, or Cowan17 had the Richardson and Levis question. So shout out to you, Cowan17. But Drake Cox's actual question is, if you had to pick between Willis or Dobbs, if Tannehill is cut or traded, who would it be? And to me, it's Malik Willis. There's higher upside with Malik Willis. and better chance that the Titans tank and are terrible and put themselves in a position to take a quarterback next year. There is no upside with Josh Dobbs. He'll probably win you more games that that would take you out of being in contention for the first pick. He'd probably win you five games. And even if Dobbs plays his best football, he's what, the 20th best quarterback in the NFL? I mean, what is the upside of Josh Dobbs? You don't, you're not going to be bad enough to get the first pick, and you're not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. Dobbs can come back, but as a backup to Ryan Tannehill. That's what I would want. So for me, it's easily Malik Willis, because if Malik Willis succeeds, if Malik Willis pops for some reason, 
Now you have a dynamic quarterback on a rookie contract. If Malik Willis is awful and plays like he played last year, well, now you probably can get the number one pick or at least be close enough to get it. So to me, that answer is a easy home run Malik Willis by far. Um, next question here comes from Cody Weath. And this is an interesting question. Cody says, so you're in the draft room and you have two options at quarterback. One option, you get 100% ceiling and floor of prime Tannehill. Option two has a 50 percent 50% chance at the ceiling of Mahomes or Burrow, but the floor of Paxton Lynch and Rosen. Me, that's easy. You take the risk on a 50% chance that you're going to get a Mahomes or Burrow. Because we know that prime Tannehill with a good offensive line, with a great running back, with a great play caller, with good weapons, we know what that looks like. And that looks like a loss to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. That looks like a loss to the Baltimore Ravens in 2020. That looks like a major letdown choke job against the Bengals. We know what Tannehill in the best of circumstances looks like. We've seen it. We've seen him fail. So I would much rather take the chance on getting a Mahomes or a Burrow, even if there's a chance that the guy falls off. That's how I'm feeling. So I take the 50% chance of getting a Mahomes or Burrow swing for the fences, ladies and gentlemen. Um, another question here in my DMs from Matthew McMurray. And it's a, it's a pretty good question. And it talks about Mike Mayer, the uh, tight end from Notre Dame. And he says, my question for this week is, how would you feel if the Titans grab Michael Mayer from Notre Dame? I want Paris Johnson Jr. myself, but seeing Mayer is a generational talent like Travis Kelsey. We need to build our offense after seeing the last five teams' um, points per game. What are your thoughts? If not, Mayer, would you be okay with your, uh, who would be your non-offensive line pick? Uh, I would say this. If all the offensive linemen are gone and the Titans drop back a couple of picks, like I said, like to 18, like we're saying, then take Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I'm not going to be salty about that because, in my opinion, you have Chigakonkwo and you have Michael Mayer together for the next four to five years, maybe longer. That is a fantastic tight end combination. And, in my opinion, a great tight end would be just as valuable, if not more valuable, to the Titans' offense than a wide receiver because the Titans are always in two tight end sets. They always have two tight ends out there. So if you had two really good tight ends in Mayer and Chigakonkwo, to me that's just as important as having two good wide receivers, if not more important. So I would be okay with that. If the Titans don't go offensive line, they don't go with Mayer, to me, I would look at cornerback at that moment in time because I know I talked that edge is more important than cornerback earlier, but it's about value. It's about what kind of talent you can get. And if you can get your hands on a Devon Weatherspoon, if you can get your hands on a Christian Gonzalez, if you can get your hands on maybe a Joey Porter Jr., uh, at that point, it's not about positional need. At that point, it's about first-round value. So that's how I would see that. The last question that I have here uh, comes from my guy, Kenneth. And he says, one choice, Tannehill, with a top 10 offensive line, or Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud with the 20th ranked offensive line, who would you take in 2023? Well, if we're just doing 2023 and the world ends after the 2023 season, then I'll take Ryan Tannehill with a top 10 offensive line. But if we go anything past 2023, 
I'm taking Stroud and Young with the 20th ranked offensive line. And then you build the offensive line later because you have the quarterback in place. There are two ways to do it, guys. You build a great roster and then find a way to drop your quarterback in it. Or you get your quarterback and then you build around them. So one of two things. And then Kenneth followed it up with non-Titans question. Have you caught up on The Last of Us, the HBO show? And uh, Kevin Chessventer chimed in and said, curious on my take on The Last of Us. Guys, The Last of Us is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Episode 5, Episode 4 were absolute bangers. I mean, I'm not a big television guy. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch a lot of shows. I'm not a binge watcher. All that stuff. It's You know, I just don't like to do that. But, boy, The Last of Us is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. But with that being said, that's going to do it for me today. That's going to do it for me this week. I'll be back with you guys on Sunday night on YouTube, Monday morning for all my commuters. Uh, Once again, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.